We're about to do take three yes. of day four of the podcast. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to our podcast from the team at ABC uh, and over Baptist Church, all about heaven. And we've been digging around in this subject for three days so far. We've got quite a lot more to go, but uh, thank you for joining us for day four. My name's Chris. I'm the senior minister at Andover Baptist Church. have the privilege of leading the team, of whom Becky is a part. And Becky is uh, with me again today. Say hi, Becky. Hello. (laughs) Becky heads up this whole area of our church life that we call Next Steps. And uh, this is is one of those next steps. And uh, this was one of Becky's ideas for how we can encourage people uh, in uh, our church community, but actually beyond our church community as well, who may be exploring faith, to take a next step on that journey of faith, no matter where it is in that journey that we're starting from. So, Becky, do you want to um, just kind of uh, recap a little bit about why we're doing this and then introduce us to kind of our theme for the day? Yeah, so we're in this Heaven series and we've been talking about Uh, So far in every episode, we've been coming back to this idea that what we believe about heaven and what we believe about what's coming after we die, what's coming in the future, informs how we live today. And it changes so much of how we see the world and see ourselves and the hope that we can have for today. And um, so today we're going to begin to unpack a little bit more this idea that that heaven is not just a hope for something up in the sky after we die, but that the New Testament paints this picture of heaven as being a future we can look forward to on earth as in earth will one day look more and more like heaven and ultimately will become this picture of a of something new of the thing that god created and intended for it to be and uh to do that today and we've been we've been diving into a bible passage every day to um help us with this idea about heaven today we're diving into 1 corinthians the letter of 1 corinthians so-called because there is a second letter called 2 Corinthians. And they are both written by this guy, Paul, who we have already met so far. And uh, Paul, if you are listening to this episode and you haven't listened to the previous ones, let me catch you up on Paul quickly. So he was a persecutor of Christians. So he lived in the first century and he was um, very angry when the message of Jesus first appeared in the world and he wanted to blot it out. And uh, he persecuted and hunted down and even killed Christians and then had this dramatic conversion experience, which ultimately led to him devoting his life to sharing the good news about Jesus with people all over the place. And um, uh, today we're diving into a letter he writes to a community he had established in a place called Corinth, um, which you can still go to Corinth today, can't you, in Greece? You can, yes. And uh, yes, <laughs> Have you been? I have not, but no. I'm planning to go at uh, some point in the next 12 months. Oh, I hope. really? Excellent. So, uh, yes, I'll be able to say more about Corinth at that point. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he writes this letter to this community who he had established in their faith, but then they've started to get in, well, a fair amount of mess. They've begun to drift and kind of lose sight of what's most important and, and actually... The, the behaviours that Paul addresses in this letter tell us that this community has, um, they're in a bit of a relational mess with one another and um, they are maybe losing sight of where they're supposed to be headed, what what they should be setting their sights on in terms of what they should look like as a community and what God has called them to. Um, so do you want to 
pick up Chris and yes. take us into today's passage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so one of the things that Paul uh, does through this letter is try to kind of draw them back to the fundamentals, if you like, of uh, their faith, of what they've believed in, of what he has taught them, because they've kind of drifted away from that. So the bit that we're going to look at today is from 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And it's a whole, the whole chapter is about resurrection. And he starts by talking about the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. And I think this is really interesting. Again, we talked about this yesterday or on day three of the podcast about so how so often these first followers of Jesus are grounding their ideas of heaven in the resurrection of Jesus that in Peter's case, which is who we were talking about yesterday, he'd seen with his own eyes, and in Paul's case, which he had heard about firsthand from people who had been there and who had seen it. So so he starts this whole chapter with talking about resurrection of Jesus, and then he moves on to talk about the resurrection of everybody else into heaven, which is this kind of picture that the, the New Testament uh, paints for us over and over again about us human beings being resurrected uh, into heaven as well. So uh, that's a little bit of background to the chapter and we're going right to the end of 1 Corinthians chapter 15 uh, to the last few verses of the chapter starting at verse 54. So I'm going to read that again as we've been saying all the way through this series. If you've got a Bible with you, love for you to follow along. If you haven't, don't worry, we're going to read it so you can follow along in that way. So here's what Paul says to the Corinthians in that context of talking about resurrection. He says, when the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm, let nothing move you, always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labour in the Lord is not in vain. Mm. So should we talk about a couple of words? Yeah, I've got that? some questions. Go on, you go first. So when the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable, is he talking about food that's not canned or... Like, what's that about? Well, I'd be interested in your view on this too. I think he's talking about us. I think he's talking about, you know, human beings. Uh, and indeed, maybe even more than that, he might be talking about the whole of, like, the created world, which is, we've used some language from a couple of days ago, decaying. You know, ultimately, we know, even though we might not want to admit it, we know we are ultimately perishing. Um, uh, ultimately, one day, the truth is we will all die. Um, and I think he's saying the same thing he says in the next uh, phrase, the mortal with immortality. So perishable mortal, um, things that aren't, won't be here forever, but when they've been clothed with something else, imperishable and immortality, then they'll go on forever. So wow. that's, that's do, you, do you think the same thing? Is that yeah. your reading yeah, yeah, of the yeah. same thing? Yeah. And it's an incredible, before we go on to the next um, question I had mm. about some of the words in this passage, that's an incredible thing we're, we're talking in this series about like even if you may not believe in heaven you you may be still figuring that out and we're so glad you're listening to this podcast Absolutely. even if you haven't decided what you believe about that but isn't that something that all of us have a desire for that that something won't end yeah and that something won't perish and fade away yeah. but that it something will go on yeah and that that this possibility that this passage throws up in front of us that 
what has been perishable and most of all ourselves we are perishable will be transferred into something that goes on forever yeah and i really love the phrase has been clothed with the imperishable because that that sounds to me like kind of something being put on does that mean which closes i guess but but actually i think that's quite a kind of a poetic when the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable so the thing that is imperishable and in this i think he's he's believing it's god uh comes and kind of wraps up surrounds clothes the perishable it becomes imperishable so it's almost like I don't know whether this is too kind of Harry Potter-esque, but it's almost like, you know, God is cloaking us uh, in in the cloak of imperishability. <laughs> the, <fourth laughs> the clothes of imperishability. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, I, I, I find that language really compelling. I, mm. I love that. Yeah. So then um, it's interesting, Paul says, the saying that is written will come true. Mm -hmm. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Yes. What's he referring to there? Yeah, well, um, he's referring to some scriptures uh, that he would have been very aware of, having grown up, being trained as a rabbi in the Jewish faith. He's referring to uh, a prophecy actually given by an Old Testament prophet called Isaiah, and, and he's quoting that. Um, so that, I think, is the, the saying that he's referring to. Yeah, yeah. I actually I teed that question up, Chris, so that I would have an excuse then to share that passage from Isaiah, yeah, because what great. it goes on to say is incredible. So the, what Paul's quoting is, um, and, and he would expect when he quotes that for other people to clock that that passage is what he's referring to, and then think about the other things that passage says. And it says, he will, he being God, swallow up death forever. The sovereign Lord, that is the Lord who rules over everything, will wipe away the tears from all faces. He will remove his people's disgrace from the earth. The Lord has spoken. So that's what Paul is quoting there, which, yeah, is yeah. quite an amazing picture. It's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Becky, we've been, um, as we've been sort of going through this each day, as we've been looking at these different passages of the Bible, we've been asking five questions that not only are we hoping is helpful in the context of this podcast, but is also helpful when people are engaging with the Bible. And we we love doing that, and we love to encourage other people to do that. Um, so we've, we kind of, we the first question we ask is, what's the context? Well, I think we've kind of talked about that resurrection paul addressing people uh, in corinth etc cetera, etc cetera. so the second question we're asking is what's the point mm. so what do you what do you think is the point of these particular verses that we're looking at today yeah yeah um i mean it seems to be that paul is saying that the current way of things where things perish where things are not immortal mm -hmm. where where death is a reality yeah. and where things end um is not a permanent reality and it will one day be replaced by a permanent reality which overshadows the thing we've been used to and especially death that we have all been used to that you know that picture of it being swallowed up is almost like it's like no match for what god will introduce into the future is just going to completely overshadow so good. the reality that has been present in in all of our lives, yeah. which is the reality of death, the reality of things coming to to an end. Um, yeah. And that that is when when Paul talks about victory, that will be the victory yeah. that life will win out over death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That's so good. I love that explanation of being swallowed up. I think that's really helpful. I, I mean, I'm just going to echo everything that you say. I think, I mean, the only sort of other thing that, that, that strikes me is that word victory, and it's used twice. Where, O oh, death, is your victory? So I, I think, you know, without God, um, without Jesus, and this is a, an argument I'm, I know we would make as Christians, but, you know, without that, it does look like death wins, right? So it happens to all of us. It's the end of our earthly life, all that kind of stuff. So without any God in this, death wins. So Paul is saying, so where, O oh, death, is your victory? Well, now he's saying that in Jesus, and he says a bit later on, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So there's this contrast between the victory of death and actually the victory of God through Jesus. So death doesn't have to win uh, because Jesus has achieved a victory over death. And again, that's where I think the context of resurrection is really important. How do we know Jesus has achieved victory over death? Well, because he died and came back to life three days later. So death is not the end. Death does not win over Jesus, and it doesn't have to win over us. And then I think there's that whole idea. So if death doesn't win, if there is a victory somewhere else in in, in Jesus, then he says, you who believe in Jesus, who are following Jesus, stand firm, don't be moved. And instead, give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because your labor is not in vain, because ultimately um, uh, Jesus has achieved this victory over death. Mm. And um, yeah. So I've got a question. Yes. Paul seems to be saying not just one day people will be, you know, you'll end up in heaven mm. and there won't be any death there. He seems to be saying in the future, there will be a point when there isn't any death, full stop. Yes. Not just no death in heaven. Yeah. So what's he saying? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he's um, leaning into this picture of heaven that we've talked about on previous days that we're talking about through the Sunday series that we're doing as well, that ultimately all of creation is restored and that um, uh, death is only present in creation because um, uh, the kingdom of God is not fully present on earth. Um, because the story of God says that because human beings, we've turned our backs on God and, and so on and so forth, that, that there is now this breakdown in relationship. But one day, God is going to restore the whole thing. So uh, heaven and earth will join together uh, and uh, that we will experience heaven on earth. The whole of creation is going to be restored and renewed and death will be no more because now this will be the perfect realization of the kingdom of heaven which we're only see in part now is in a broken form because of because of us um but when it's fully restored death doesn't exist anymore uh, because it doesn't exist in the perfect realization of the kingdom of heaven because uh, the perishable is now clothed with imperishability, the mortal with immortality. And so there is no more death. And so death has no more hold over us, has no more pain and grief uh, for us. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's uh, what Paul is clearly Paul believes that to the heart of his being. Jesus believed it um, and we can believe it, too. So uh, we're going to skip ahead to the what's the difference question off the back of what you've just said. So. What difference does it make when we start thinking about heaven, not just as something that happens separate from earth and is kind of like not something we'll really think about until we get there? Yeah. 
and heaven being something that will one day be joined with earth mm. and the earth will be restored in that way. What, yeah. what difference do you think that makes? Yeah, well, I mean, I think there's a few. And, and I definitely think we can keep going back to the theme of hope that we have all the way through. It gives us a hope of what will be. And I think, again, Paul alludes with it. He says, if you if you ultimately believe that death doesn't have the ultimate victory, then the sting of death, the pain of death, and literally that word would have meant like a like almost like a scorpion sting or an in bee sting or something like that. that that pain that's doesn't that's not there anymore it doesn't need to have the same impact of course we'll always experience the loss when we lose people but there is a hope beyond that that takes away some of the the pain of death so i think that's definitely one difference uh, that this makes that we can have a hope even in the midst of our grief that death is not the end but i think it also means that if god is going to transform and renew this world and us then what we do with our world and and ourselves and how we treat each other matters now um and you had a great phrase for this can you can you remember what you're afraid we were talking a little bit before we yeah. started what was your phrase well just that oftentimes when we think about like oh you know god's gonna make everything new in the end or we're gonna go to heaven it makes us it can make us think like okay so how does that connect to what happens now and i, I just find it helpful to think that it's not about god uh setting a restart it's about a renewal it's yes. about um so it's not about okay blank sheet of paper starting from scratch again yeah it's not a restart it's a restore yeah yeah and that means that what we do with it now mm. is is really important mm. um and so the, there's a couple of differences there hope um, living in the light of death not being the end, mm. um, which I think a lot of us would say that we fear death. Mm. Well, actually, doesn't need to have quite such a, a hold on us. And then what we do with the present world mm. and how we treat each other really matters because mm. it's not going to be wiped away and start, it's going to be a renewal of, of what is. Yeah. Um, and so that makes that really important. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm -hmm. So we've been asking whether we can get these passages into a tweet. Yes. <laughs> what's the what's the couple of sentences? Yes, yes. Summary of what's going on here. Well, how about this? This is what I was thinking about. Jesus achieved victory over death when he rose again, and that same resurrection awaits us, and therefore that brings us hope. Mm, mm, mm. So because Jesus achieved it, we can believe it. Yeah. Oh, oh there we I go. I didn't there's, even there mean there for that to rhyme. <laughs> You've you've had a few it's rhyming bits today. What happens once you're on air. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so then the final question we keep asking is: so we've asked what's different, what's to, what's next, what's next. Well, for me, the what's next is this is a challenge to be uh, seeing the beauty that is already in our world, which gives us a foretaste of what it's going to be like when God renews it, seeing the beauty in other human beings and what foretaste that gives us of what it's going to be like when we're all resur resurrected. And actually the opportunity we have in taking care of our world um, and of each other in, in bringing a glimpse of heaven to earth now. Um, and so I think that there's a challenge there for us to think about those things that um, we often talk about in terms of how we're taking care of this amazing planet that we get to to live on and that there is a heavenly inspired mandate for us to take care of what's entrusted to us um, and to appreciate it now yeah, yeah. and it 
I'm just thinking as you say that the encouragement in that as well for anybody listening is that your investment in the good of others and in the good of the world isn't wasted mm. and it won't be wasted. Yeah. And I think often we can find ourselves feeling discouraged or disheartened because we don't see the we don't see the fruits of yeah. our labor. Yeah. But you know this passage reminds us your labor in it's the Lord not is not in vain. Yeah. That it won't be wasted that you trying to bring good into the world and you doing good to others is something that God will, he's built, God's building on that yeah. and he will bring that to completion one yeah, day. Absolutely. Yeah. Stand firm, let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because it's not in vain. Mm. Yeah, really, really helpful. Yeah. Um, yeah. So hopefully that's been an encouragement to you today as you listen to this podcast and, um, we're going to keep going on this journey as we figure out more about heaven and the difference it makes to our lives right now. Um, anything else you wanted to add, Chris? I don't think so. Yeah. Um, yeah, just as always, we'd love to carry on the conversation with people. So yes. wherever you're engaging with this, or I think you said on day one, we have an ABC Online Community Facebook group. Uh, if you're not a part of that, you can ask to become one and, and we can carry on the conversation there. Mm -hmm. And just to say... I think we should always say this when we're talking about grief and loss and death. If that's you uh, today, if you're in the middle of, of that and experiencing grief, then our thoughts and our prayers are with you. And we hope that in some way this is uh, something of, of hope to hold on to in the midst of all of that, mm. that death is not the end and doesn't have the ultimate victory. But if you want to talk about that more or ask us to pray for you, then please just get in touch with us and we would love to do that. Yeah, that's good. Good. Thanks so much, Chris. Thank you. It's been another great one. Thank cool. you. And we'll catch you on the next episode.